Hey, do you need EUMDR training? So Easy Medical Device is opening a new session of its Green Bell certification program. This month in October 25th, we will have a five days training where you will get everything about EUMDR. You will get some material, you get some quizzes, some assignments, there will be also some live sessions to answer your questions, and at the end there will be an exam where you can get your certificate. So don't hesitate to go now to easymedicaldevice.com in the section course to learn more about the Green Bell certification program. See you there. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Monir Alazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standards today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Alazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today we'll give you an update of Udamed. So Udamed, uh, there was a big change, a big update. Uh, so Udamed was closed during three days. Uh, so to make this uh, transformation and now it's reopened again. And I wanted to give you an update uh, with the guru of Udamed, <laughs> the only one I know, which is Richard Julian. So Richard, welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Thanks, Monir. So, uh, Richard, um, I think, I mean, we've, we haven't talked since a, a lot of months, if I can say, because there was not so much changes on Udamed. Uh, but uh, yeah, we had talked re recently on uh, some, uh, some live episodes where we talked about legacy devices, about the creation of Udamed ID, Udamed DI, etc. So if you want to go uh, to look at those episodes or also how to work with the, the, the economic operator module for Udamed, Uh, and now we have a new module that was open. Um, so we'll discuss about that. But before that, for people that maybe don't know you, because as I said, we didn't talk since uh, many months now, can you make a small introduction? Uh, yeah. Um, my background is IT. 27 years now, as you can, getting older, but 27 years in IT. Um, I joined the commission in 2011, taking over on Udamed 2, then 2017, took over Udamed 3, running the, the technical teams. So I was the one running the teams that were building um, Udamed initially. Left in 2019, set up um, Udamed.com, and effectively, we are that one-stop shop for everything Udamed. Anything you need to know, any help you need, exactly. we can do it. And, and, and uh, yeah, so Richard is my guru. Each time I have a question on Udamed, I, I send that to him and I get uh, an immediate answer. So uh, really a, a, great, a great person to help us now today uh, for understanding uh, what's the situation actually of Udamed. Um, so uh, Richard, um, as, as you've said, so you are now, um, if I can say, uh, experiencing, if I can say, a new change on Udamed. So, um, but before to talk about this new change, What happened since mainly the, the module that your uh, economic operator modules was opened in December last year? Uh, so was there any, any difficulty for, for Udamed? Was there any issues, any bugs, any things where they had to stop everything because there was some problems or everything went smoothly and everything went well? Tough question. Um, <laughs> there was a, it's small issues. And it's not, it's not even so much the issues with the software. It's to do with the competent authorities. Okay. Some, comp some competent authorities haven't even responded to applications. True. 
I, I think I dis- we discussed that with a previous podcast where we said, I think that uh, some, some countries said, no, we'll not go for Udamed for now. You have to register on our local database, et cetera, which was surprising because we thought that Udamed was European. So everybody, yeah, that, that, but they've said mainly, we will do that when Udamed would be fully available or something like that, which was a bit surprising for a lot of people because a lot of people were not able to register on Udamed uh, because of, of them. So So was this solved or it's still on the same situation? No. Um, for, some, for some countries, some of, the, some of the German competent authorities, they held back until MDR applied because yeah. they said they didn't have a legal right to register. That's fine. But for other competent authorities, I won't, I won't name them, but for other competent authorities, they're just not validating. Okay. And I've emailed them, I've called them, I've said, look, we have these applications in. It's now been sitting there six months. This is the ID. And nothing. Yeah. No response, no comment, just absolutely nothing. So th- there's a lot of differences between countries. And even down to um, the mandatory fields when you're filling in the, uh, the applications, you know, like the Erie number. The Erie number, it's not mandatory. But certain competent authorities or a specific competent authority is refusing applications if you do not type in no Erie. Okay. It's a, it's a bizarre one. Maybe yeah. it helps them filter the, uh, the applications quicker or something. I don't know. Maybe they yeah. can sort them prettily, but it's a strange reason to say no. Yeah, other competent, for now, I, other never had this, I never had this case for now where um, I had to put the Erie number. I never put it because I don't know first where to find it, but I never put it. And uh, yeah, for now, nobody blocked me or my customers because we didn't uh, put that. But yeah, I think this is maybe something that they have to put on a hard on Udame to say, if you don't have it, you have to write no AORE or something like that. But it's only that can one help. competent authority. Yeah, but... <laughs> And then there was, um, there's another two then. If you're entering, um, if you're creating an authorized representative account. Okay. Normally, you just fill in the thing, hit submit, they go authorize rep, validate. But two particular competent authorities will not validate an authorized rep until you have sent them an existing mandate with a non-EU manufacturer. Oh, And you have to email it to them because it's not asked for an Udemed. It's asked for an Udemed by the non-EU manufacturer who has to upload the mandate. But these authorized reps are being asked for mandate in advance of everything. So I'm, I'm happy that my, my competent authority didn't do that for me because we opened, so in Belgium, uh, uh, an office for his medical device as a EU rep. And uh, yeah, the Belgium authority never asked that, which was good because I needed first to be on Udamed so my customers can see that I am Uh, kind of yeah. a good, author- an authorized representative. So <laughs> it's why, I, I mean, at the end, you say, who is first? So because it, you, a manufacturer cannot register on Udamed if you are not an authorized representative, uh, and you cannot register on Udamed if you are not approved by a competent authority. So at the end, I know, it's like... It's a, it's a bizarre one. But exactly. I mean, we've had, um, we've had loads of successful applications, obviously, but there's still a few just sitting there with a competent authority. Nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think I think I think this is. I, I suppose. Yeah, I have the same experience. I suppose those are the major major issues with that I heard from other people that said to me, "Oh, uh, I cannot register because my competent authority doesn't want," uh, or "I cannot register because uh, apparently I made a mistake on my application and now uh, uh, have to do it again or whatever." But yeah, I mean, uh, this is maybe some exceptions. 
There's one other one as well, the playground. The playground is where you can upload your data and test it, where nobody yeah. gets to see it. You can make as many mistakes as you want. Brilliant place to go. But some of the competent authorities are not validating there. They said, we do not have access. Okay. Now, I have contacted the commission and I said, look, this is what competent authority X said. Is this correct? Radio silence. Okay. Absolutely no response. So, um, so uh, as I said, we, we have now those, this experience with the economic operators module. Um, so now we were waiting since many months because initially it was said that it will be opened in March, the device module where March you can register device. Yeah, March 2020, exactly. And, and then March 2021, they said, and when we arrived to March 2021, they said, no, September 2021. And we arrived to September and we were all asking ourselves, okay, is it open? Will it open? And they waited until the 30th of September to say, oh, we'll close Udamed to make an upgrade. So many, this is that. And now it's open again, I think on the 4th of October or 3rd of October, yeah. where they have opened it. And now there was new features like a UDI device and certificates also to, to be registered. So, um, so I suppose as you are Udamed.com and you are, if I can say, helping manufacturers on that, I suppose that you, you are busy now with working on a lot of those activities about, about this, this uh, device module now. Busy doesn't come close. Okay. Um, for the 23 days before go live, 23 days, Saturdays, Sundays, all the way through, we didn't have a break because we knew some of the, we knew some of the features were coming. The commission had changed some things at the last minute. And for 23 days straight, we didn't get a day off. 12-hour days. There's a small team of seven of us. Everybody was just banging away at this thing. Then we hit the go live. So we, our software, everything had to, be, had to be ready. But one of the things that they changed was to do with versions. But okay. what was planned initially and what we'd agreed even when I, when I was there was that every time you upload a new file, it's a new version. Okay. If you upload it 10 times, 10 versions. But they made a change right at the end, which absolutely threw us. Now, when you upload, you have to specify in your XML what the last version was. Okay. For every, for every single DI, every single marketing, every single packaging. So that means you have to keep a record of what you've uploaded. So you're uploading version two, you have to specify version one was last, et cetera, et cetera. But then you have two environments. You've got the playground and you've got production. So you have to keep these for both because you could end up uploading more to acceptance than you did to, to, to production. So that was one absolute killer. Um, but the application itself, it's up there. It is running. Companies can register their devices now. Now, it's still voluntary. Yeah. But even though it's voluntary, this is the moment when you will get help from the commission. The commission have a very small support team. And even now I've five, six um, tickets with them. No response is coming. Whereas a month ago, you'd get a response within about two days, but now they're being overloaded with things. But when IT puts something live, you've got that small window where they care. 
where they want to make sure it's all working. And there's somebody watching logs and watching bugs and trying to fix things really fast. Always. This is just the way IT is. But once they move on to the vigilance and the clinical investigations and the post-market surveillance, the device module, if you have a problem with it, you'll be added to a queue. And it'll be a very long queue because they do not have an unlimited budget for support. And, and I think we also, have, we also mentioned that when the economic operators module was open, we said that mainly do it now because more yeah. you are waiting, less support you will get. Uh, so I think it's the same thing here. So do it now because anywhere at a certain point, all everybody will be coming and will be doing it and, and uh, don't wait. So as soon as you, ha you, you can do it, so do it, do it now. Um, oh, so, so, um, <laughs> Do, have you seen, have you looked now on the database, was there already companies that have started to register their device yeah, or yeah. Um, is it, I mean, is it public? Is it visible? Can I see that? Uh, there's a, a the public database and there's a search area where you can search for economic operators, your devices, your certificates. Anybody can go in there. <clears throat> now, there's a synchronization between the databases because The whole idea of having the two, uh, they are two completely different physical databases, but the whole idea of having them separated was that if the public site gets um, a denial, denial of service attack, or if it gets just people spinning and searching and searching, if it crashes, so what? The main Udemy database will always be up and running and the manufacturers will still be able to add data, etc. But... Just because you add your data to Udemed doesn't make it go live straight away. Okay. There's, cert there's certain devices, that, certain classes of devices that the notified body has to approve them first. Oh. And what they do, they look at the device, they add the certificate, bang, then it's considered fully registered. And then there's a synchronization. When I was there, I think we'd said maybe 12 hours, it might even be less now, but we'll say every 12 hours, the data is then copied to the, the public site and it goes public. And certificates, so uh, I saw also that there is a section certificate. So uh, are they also populated now by notified bodies? Like, can I see, for example, that a company is certified for a certain, for certain products or from a certain you can, notified body? You can, but it's going to be slow. Okay. Because the notified bodies don't have the XML upload facilities. Okay. Um, the, the commission, no, the... The notified bodies were ready. They were prepared. They wanted this. And because of pressure on the commission, the commission said, we don't have to give you these upload facilities. You can download all you want, which is pretty much useless because you can't download until you upload. But the notified bodies do not have the upload facilities. So they're having to manually type everything in. Okay. So it would so be that slow. Bit could think, be, yeah. That bit could be slow for now. Okay. So uh, now... Uh Practically, if I can say I am a manufacturer now, yeah. um, I say, okay, I will listen to Richard Julian who said, you have to do it now. Uh, okay. I have one product on my portfolio. Uh, so can I directly go on the, on the database on Udamed? And I mean, I have to create my account first, have to create yeah. myself as an economic operator there. And then from there, Can I go and click on a button to create a new product on Udamed and fill all the information? Absolutely, 100%. If we'd say you're, um, like you said, manufacturer, 
Um, you log in, you've got two options, one for registering uh, a regulation basic UDI or for registering a legacy UDI. And then there's a series of uh, tabs, we'll call them. Uh, I think for the MDR one, it might be seven tabs, which includes the marketing and the, the packaging. But you can enter everything now. I'd say up to 10 UDIDIs, maybe even 20 UDIDIs. I would re recommend that you use the front end. If you okay. don't want to use the front end, obviously we can help you with the, with the XML. But I'd say maximum of 20 because it's so easy to make mistakes. And when you hit submit, it goes to the state submitted. If it needs a certificate, then the notified body, like I said, and then once it goes to registered, it's public. But if you make mistakes and then the certificate is attached, if it has to be attached, because certain classes don't even need the certificates, yeah. but once, the, once it's considered fully registered, it is not so easy to pull back. Okay. You have to create another version. And I've, ra I've been ranting and raving about these versions for two years now. But the public are not told that the multiple versions are just of the data. They're not being told that the device only had one release, but these 10 versions are only because of changes to the data. The public sees 10 versions. They think there was something wrong with that product. So people need to also look at the public site as a, a marketing tool or something that could damage your marketing if you've got too many versions up there. So they really, they really need to be cautious about that. So we said, uh, as I said, for one product, it's maybe worth to do it or a few products, it's worth to do it. Um, yeah. When I have a lot of products, because some of our manufacturers, um, they haven't cleaned their portfolio, if I can say, they, they, they put every product on the MDR. So um, what would be your recommendation in terms of transferring those data to, uh, to Udamed? Because... I suppose that manually it will take ages to do that. So is there a, a quicker option, if I can say, to put those, those information directly on Udamed? I'll tell you one very quick story, okay. which we, we spoke about a few minutes ago. And this company came to me. Yeah. They have 1,000 devices, 1,000 UDIDIs. Okay. And they want to get them into Udamed. And we discussed the particular options where you can complete our spreadsheet template or you can get your um, data outputted from your system and we just import it, validate that it passes all the rules and go on to Udemed with XML. And this person decided, no, we're going to do it manually. A okay. thousand, devices, thousand devices manually. So I explained to them that there was a lady and a man came to our training some months ago. And they, they did this on the playground. And what she said was that they decided to test Udemy. They, they managed to get access to the playground, and they wanted yeah. to see how long it was going to take them. So she said, we didn't have all the data collated, so we had to go here for the marketing and go there for the packaging and stuff. But she said it took them 45 minutes to enter one basic UDI and one UDI-DI. Yeah. Now, she said each subsequent UDI, DI under that basic was about 20 minutes, but the first one took 45 minutes. So you multiply that out across a thousand devices, you're looking at hundreds of hours of somebody typing. And, and the, problem, should not, the problem... And should not make mistakes because... That's the thing. <laughs> okay. 
That's the thing, because people make mistakes. It doesn't matter how good people are at data entry. They kind of fall asleep and they kind of, yeah, it becomes monotonous. And you can click the wrong button. You can type something in slightly wrong. Even if you're copying and pasting from the technical files, you can still make manual mistakes. So what, what we've done, and it's, it's a roundabout way of asking your, answering your question for a recommendation. So what we've done, we'll accept your data in these JSON files from your existing. We'll accept the templates that we provide. We import that data into the database. We then validate it. And by validate, I mean against all the European Commission's business rules and the specific data formats they're looking for. We give you back nice, simple, easy to read PDFs, highlighting in orange and with, with uh, notes any rules that you failed. If you pass all the rules, everything, your data is perfect, then we convert it to XML and either you upload it yourself or we upload it for you and it gets straight into Udemed. And you can do thousands of devices in one move. But the biggest advice I give, obviously use our products, which is fantastic. Yeah. But over and above that, make sure your data is correct before it goes anywhere near Udemed. Because if you, when you're uploading the data, you're only allowed 300 entities, 300 UDIDIs in one XML file. So if you've got 3,000, obviously, it's 10 files. But if one individual field in the XML fails, the entire XML file is refused. Okay. So then you, but you all, that means you have to then manage these all in batches because you can't upload it twice. Then you have multiple versions and it just gets really complicated and messy. So make sure your data is perfect before you go anywhere near Udemy. So, and then uh, so so, so yeah, so uh, as, as you've said, uh, it, it takes already a lot of hours, if I can say, to fill all those information. Um, mm. Then if there is a mistake, you have to start over uh, to start from, from zero to refill again everything or to redo again everything. So your, your work mainly will be to pass this through a validation uh, process to verify that everything is working correctly. And this is sent directly to the UDAMED. So there is no kind of, uh, there is no kind of uh, uh, if I can say, process where you are placing manually now. It's like you have a file and you are sending that upload to UDAMED and then UDAMED will receive those information and will look at them and validate them again. Yeah. Pretty so, much. So it's, it's um, um, I know that, so as we said, there is this manual process, there is this uh, XML process. Is there any other options that I can go for or it's mainly the only ones that I can use? Um, there's, there's three ways to get your data in. One is the manual, typing it all in, that's fine. But then the other two, they call it the, the bulk upload and the machine to machine. Okay. They both use the same XML files. So one of them you can manually upload so you take your XML file, log in, click here, click there. You can upload 15,000 devices in less than 13, 30 minutes um, doing it the, the manual route if you don't want the automated. But if you want the automated, it takes the exact same XML, the exact same validated XML, and just pushes it to Udemed. Then Udemed does the magic and sends back a file saying success or failure, et cetera. Um, 
for, for those who might know, Udomed is complicated. Yeah. I know it's just data, and I know it's quite the, the data. There's no mathematics involved in it. This is just data, text. But the problem is how it's structured, and there's so much of it. For the FDA, and I've said this many times, for the FDA, you have one line on a spreadsheet. For the MDR template that we created, there's 20 tabs. 20 tabs, because there's so many places where data can repeat, and each individual field has its own rules. Each row has its own rules. And there's a lot of pitfalls. There's a lot of things that, uh, that can cause us to fail. And even in the XML, if you mistakenly put a space between the tags, if you, was, if you have a file, a one megabyte file with 300 entities, and you have a space at the end of the word false, okay. that is enough to crash the XML. Okay. So um, it's, it's, I think, important. I mean, this message, I think, is important for, for people to understand. Uh, as, as we said, the objective is not that you are rushing, if I can say, to get a, a, a consultant to do that or, or helping you. But the idea is to explain to you that a small mistakes can ruin oh all, your, all your work, all your time, etc., which makes, makes it really difficult. So, um, yeah, think, think twice before thinking, oh, yeah, let's, let's do it manually or let's do it uh, alone. Uh, use some professionals to do that. So Richard Julian is one of them here uh, that can really help you. And I hope, yeah, this will be, um, yeah, you will help in that. So, uh, have you, so you have already started to help manufacturers to do that. So you have already started to populate uh, this thing. So for now, I hope you had 100% of, of uh, success on this. It's good. It's good so far, but the problem with the commission and the problem with IT, it's not yeah. just the commission. Things can differ slightly from what they specify. And there's, there's one, one particular one that I'll bring up with you on um, legacy device certificates. Okay. The rules are very, very clear, right? They give you five fields. And one of those fields is the issue date. They want the issue date. But the problem is, on the XML, there is no issue date. Mm -hmm. So if you upload something with the issue date in there, it's going to cause trouble. So I, I, I've raised it with the... It's one of the many outstanding questions I've raised with the commission, and I'm waiting to get an answer back on that. Um, there was one other one as well, um, where there was a, a spelling mistake. And I raised this about two years ago. There was a spelling mistake of a particular word in the, oh, what was it called? The Equipment for Adipose, I think it was. Okay. Right? But it was a spelling mistake. Instead of M-E-N-T for equipment, they had E-M-N-T, right? No big deal as long as they left it alone. And I did warn a few years ago that, look, someone somewhere is just going to fix this automatically and not pay any attention to it. So in the XML, it's actually fixed. But on their enumerations file, the error is still there. Okay. So if you trust the enumerations file, upload, you get refused straight away because you don't have the exact tag that they have. So, so, so I think, a, I, th I, th I think it's it's it's, it's showing it's showing that yeah, even even you you are trying really to find all the issues and you are warning the, the EU commission so you get more experience on this one. So I imagine that the person that is doing that maybe only once for one of his product can, can get a lot of trouble just because they, they are not aware of those tiny, small 
uh, issues that are there and can maybe uh, get in trouble here. So uh, in case maybe the people wants to learn, is there any guidance that the EU Commission is providing so that you can help yourself, I can say, both for doing that? The Commission, when you, when you log into Udemed, Um, I think it's under the help under the help menu. There's a, li a list of documents, and there's loads of information there. There really, there really is. But it's also written in the Commission's way of writing things, which, as you know from reading MDR and IVDR regulations, is sometimes not so clear. Yeah, um, they've made a lot of presumptions that the people reading the documents are IT people. Okay. <laughs> which is fine under normal circumstances. You can get away with it, except the IT people who can put together the likes of something like uh, the bulk uploads, the, the XML and the machine-to-machine, -machine, they're a niche within the IT community. And they've written it like they're talking to this niche. They were asked directly at one of the working group meetings, actually at several of the working group meetings, would you put together a simple guide, like an idiot's guide to Udemy? And they said, no. They said, Udemed is IT. Medical device manufacturers have their IT teams. So they completely just washed their hands of it. But all the information is there. There's just so much of it. Um, the only reason that we actually put together our training sessions in the first place yeah. was because people saw all these documents and they went, oh, my God. What, what, what do we do? Now, some of it, obviously, you can understand, but other bits are just, they're messy, they're complicated. And it, it's not that it's too complicated for you to understand. It's just you've never seen it written like this before. So that's kind of a, a, bit, of a, a bit of a head scratcher. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the training sessions we put together, the, the, the ones that you and I did together for your training as well, yeah. it's just to try and help people get a little bit of understanding for it. Um, we've actually put our, all our training online as well now with the, uh, the self-paced training, but all the documents are there. They can download absolutely everything. I mean, I mean, it's, it's great because, yeah, I, I, as, as I'm always saying, so there are those big companies that have some resources and can maybe do by themselves. And we have small businesses that um, don't have the same amount of resources or same knowledge. I mean, we are sometimes medical device manufacturers, we manufacture instruments, we are not IT people, so we have no clue how no. to uh, write those information or understand the vocabulary, as you mentioned about uh, bulk upload or whatever. So uh, this is something where I suppose trainings like the ones that you have or documents templates that like the one that you have uh, can help uh, really the, 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 the companies, uh, because mainly, yeah, they, they don't have multiple choices here to, to do the, the, the work. No. So it's why it's really important, I think. So, so thank But you even, for providing that. Even, even if companies decide to go through these documents themselves, it will take them weeks. Yeah. This, this isn't a quick read before going to bed. There is weeks of information in here. So, so it's important to say weeks of reading for maybe registering 10 products is it yeah. worth it <laughs> so maybe this is, this is but even bad. some of the bigger um we've had we've had a lot of the big companies come to our training and they have big it teams but these it teams are busy if they want to go in and try and create their own udemed application or something like that 
it's going to take them months to create it. It's going to take them many weeks to understand the information in the first place. So they're looking at a long scale project that they have to support for years. So yeah. a lot of their IT people are going, no, make it go away. Exactly. Which is I great mean, for me. It, it, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's better to go to, as I said, special, special people that already have knowledge on that. And uh, actually, as we said, so we have this economic operators module. We yeah. have this device module, the certificates for notified body that they can place. And we have still some modules that are planned to be open before we can consider uh, that it's mandatory now to uh, to place your information on Udamed. So um, do you know, I mean, what are those modules and do you know when they will be open? Okay. You've got three, three remaining. You've got the vigilance, the clinical investigations and performance studies and post-market surveillance. So they've started on vigilance. Okay, they were still, to the best of my knowledge, they were still doing some of the analysis on clinical investigations. The vigilance the commission have said they're going to place on the playground towards the middle of next year. Okay. But they said they're not going to put it into production yet, even if it's finished. They said oh. they're not going to put it into production until everything is finished. That's clinical investigations, formal studies, all of it. That's a problem. I mean, so it means by May 26, 2022, which is the, as we called it, the big bang where everything will be open at the same time. Um, so now it's not considered anymore? It's not. It's, it was never possible. It was okay. never possible. Um, I, know that, I know the commission said it was, and I, I take my hat off to them. They're always optimistic with these things. But when we were doing the high-level um, estimates, and this is, by, this is back in 2019. Yeah. We were doing the high-level estimates. With the, I sat with the developers. We go through every single step. And high-level estimates are the real finger in the air, the real guesswork. But it gives you a feel for it. But as soon as you drill down into things, the high-level estimates always increase in days. For the UDI-DI module, the, the device module, we estimated 740 days. Right. It's taken a little bit longer than that because we started in uh, 2017, 2017, okay. 2018. So it's taken a little bit longer than that. These are man days. For the clinical investigations, we didn't even have all the information. And we'd oh. estimated 1,440 days. Okay. Wow. Double. <laughs> so if they think or if they thought, and I, I know when I was there, I did try and point some of these things out, but... As a consultant, you're not always right, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Was, they had, I told them that this was going to take a lot longer than they were estimating because the clinical investigations module, it is, it's, a, it's an entire ecosystem. It's an entire life cycle. There's lots of timed events where you have to sign off on it within a week and then it goes to this person. They have to upload a document to get validated by the next and the next and the next. So it really is trying to take the whole ecosystem of the investigations in but it's huge. It is absolutely huge. So initially they'd hoped May 2022. Impossible. Impossible. So now they're looking at May 2023. Okay. Right. So um, because uh, so the 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 point is um, Udamed will be mandatory as soon as it will be fully available. So does it mean that well, we have to wait until 2023 then no. for that? This, this, this is 
this is where I have to take out my crystal ball. Okay. Right. So at the moment, Udemed is not going to be mandatory until it's fully functional. It's only fully functional after everything is live. But, and this is just my opinion based on, we'll say, years of inside the commission and discussions in the commission that happened. Implementing acts. Implementing acts, as yeah. you know, can change anything. Yeah. They can turn night into day if they want. So implementing acts. Now, the whole argument was that Udemed couldn't effectively work, couldn't work 100% properly until everything is there. Mm-hmm. But that's not entirely true because actors, devices, certificates, and vigilance, they can work perfectly without clinical investigations. Yeah. And the post-market surveillance is supposed to come a year after. So in theory, they could put actors, devices, certificates, vigilance live and implementing act can then decide it's now fully functional. Okay. And they can add the other two devices, the other two um, modules later. Okay, understand, so, yeah. 2023, with a good tailwind and all good things happening behind you, you might get there. Okay. But if they, if they hit some problems, if they hit some member state arguments or um, a banana skin from the industry, another COVID-19 type event, then suddenly 2023 could be 2025. So at some point, the commission is going to have to make a decision and go, look, the core modules. And when I was in the commission, when I was, as a consultant, when I was there, we had actually decided initially that part of vigilance plus the other three modules were the core of it, and that would have been enough to be fully functional. But then they kind of stepped back from that, and now they went, oh, everything to be fully functional. But how so, long are the member states going to wait? Yeah, I, I suppose, yeah, at a certain point, they have to, to, to yeah. make a decision and move forward. And I'm already hearing some member states that are, asking you to register on Udamed uh, for some economic operators. They say, uh, you, are, you will be accepted when I will see your name on Udamed. I see also some importers, some distributors. A lot of people say, uh, I will accept your products only if I see them on Udamed. I mean, or your yeah. name as a, as a manufacturer on Udamed. So even if it's not mandatory, there are a lot of entities or economic operators that are saying, the only thing that I'm, I'm looking at is, uh, of, uh, an approval from Udamed that you are a real manufacturer, that you are a real importer or whatever, uh, because then it provides them like some kind of confidence to say, yes, those devices that they are doing is work. Because as importer, as distributors, they have the, the obligation also to check that you are registered on Udamed and they are applying that now, even if it's not mandatory. So it's not mandatory, but there are apparently some, some people and that are requesting that. Don't forget, there are certain other markets. Yeah. But they're also looking at Udemed as the basis. Your CE yeah. mark opens the door. So if you're not an Udemed, obviously you don't have your CE mark. Yeah. That's and, the way they're looking and, at it. And, and it's exactly, I mean, it's, it's the way that we, we are doing that for the US with the FDA uh, databases. Uh, yeah. Each time we wanted to check if a product is registered in, in the US, we go on the FDA database and we find all the information. We find uh, which product uh, is there, what, what was the, the registration, et cetera. 
now on what was the classification of the product also, and now it will be the same in Europe. I mean, a few years ago, I mean, few years, few months, but even a few months ago, people were asking me, where can I have a database where I can see that a product is CE marked in Europe? And I said, no, there is no database. Until Udamed is live, there is no database. So now with the Udamed, with this module, as soon as you register, you can prove that your product is CE marked in Europe because it will be registered on the Udamed database, which is, I think, some, something really great also for us regulators because then we can help you exactly to, uh, to show that, yes, this product is compliant and then uh, reviewed by authorities and approved by authorities, which is also a good tool. So, um, Richard, related to... Um, now your activity. So we say that, for example, to register the products, it's better to start now and not to wait. Uh, we have also um, the fact that, as you've said, uh, as they open now, there will be more support for the EU Commission than maybe later. So, uh, so you are open. I mean, uh, we talked about that, but you are open now for customers to come to you and then to uh, ask you for their for support to register their your, their products on Udamed. We've, we've actually had some customers going back to the beginning of this year who have already been collating their data. They have it all sitting there just waiting for the final validation to go to Udamed. I've been telling companies for two years, as you know, yeah. you need to get the data together. You need to get it ready um, for the exact reasons like we mentioned. If this implementing act comes along and it becomes legal, legally binding a lot sooner than people are dreaming about, they could be in trouble. And if you're going to the other markets or your importers, distributors, some competent authorities could also start putting pressure on because they're also going relying on Udemet. I say, yeah, get your data in there as soon as possible. It's not going to cost you any more to put it in there sooner. Yeah. It might be actually less stressful just to get it over and done with. But I would strongly advise people to start doing it now, even even if they decide not to use us, if they don't yeah. like the if they don't like the look of our products, there's other companies doing it as well. Maybe not as nicely as we do it, but <laughs> there's still other companies. But um, but uh, as as you've said, the idea is not that you are you are populating all the fields. The idea is that these companies are populating some tables and then with those tables you can create the xml file or the documents that they will be yeah. used for validation so it's not like you you can oh here are my products like a portfolio of products without information and you can build everything you have to receive the data from them so it's why you are saying you have to collect first those data on a certain table and then from there we can do all the work of uh, placing them on uh, the XML file, validating them, validating the format, validating everything, and then uh, uploading, if they want, uploading that on the Udame database. I mean, there's, um, companies can bring in consultants to put all the data together. Yeah. They will get charged an absolute fortune. But the people who know the data are already in your company. Yeah. Um, I know I was talking with some companies and they estimated something like 50,000 to get the data together for a okay. few thousand products, which is ridiculous. Okay. But the people that are already in your company, they can easily lay their hands on the data, stick it in the spreadsheet, and it's a lot yeah. cheaper. Yeah, they know where it is. And um, yeah. you are also, I mean, in case they are not using you, you are also providing trainings uh, to people, as you've said, with the, that. Are you doing still some live trainings? Um, live online. 
Yeah, live online, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, we actually we were we had planned on doing the next one in November. Okay. But we had a lot of people just just this week. People have become very interested in it, so we added another date for the end of October as well. So okay. end of October, end of November, and then it's end of January. Okay, so uh, I'll put anywhere all those information on the show notes, uh, the, the, the website uh, udamit.com where you can get all those details and the dates. And then from there, yeah, I really encourage you to uh, register to those trainings or to use uh, udamit.com for uh, placing your devices on the, on the Udamit database. Uh, it will cost you less than making mistakes or that doing that by yourself right. because at the end, yeah, as Richard said, uh, it's really uh, worth it, if I can say, to be sure that your data are correctly on the database and you will not lose time for, because of that. So I hope really that uh, this, uh, this will be helping, uh, helping everybody for, for that. And uh, yeah, Richard will maybe contact you again, maybe also for when the next modules will be open to see if, what is your experience on it and what are maybe the things that people have to be careful on also, because I know that there will be uh, still some surprises when the, the next modules will, will be available. Always surprises for the commission. Great. So uh, thank you then, Richard, for your support and for your help on, on this. Uh, and I'm sure that uh, uh, people will contact you after this episode so that they can get more details and more information about how, how you can maybe help them. So I hope, yeah, really that uh, this will be helpful for, for all, the, uh, all the manufacturers that are now struggling maybe to understand how they can place all those devices on the Udamed database. Okay, Richard, so it was really a pleasure to have you and I wish you a nice day. Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.